Hey, beautiful people. My name is Amber, and this is A Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers, both on and off the clock. So, welcome to the party, friend. Make yourself at home. Hello, friends. I am back, and I brought another really good friend of mine. Actually, like a real life friend, y'all. So. We, we have to take good care of this one. I love her a lot. Um, we met on the internet, like most of my nanny friendships, um, a couple years ago, and then she moved closer, and then we became besties. So y'all welcome my friend Amanda to the potty. Hey, friend. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. So happy <laughs> to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I actually am really like um, into your Instagram these days. And like your day in the life, all your chronicles of what you do. I really like following along. Um, so really quickly, if you want to introduce yourself, your name, your pronouns, and how long you've been in the industry. So my name is Amanda, uh, Amanda Calden. And gosh, let's see, I have been nannying for as long as I can remember. I'm the oldest of four. And my mom was like, go change your diaper, give the so-and-so a bottle, all the things. And so then through high school, I was the babysitter, typical like growing into a nanny position type of thing, summer babysitter. And then it just happened. Like I started watching a little baby when I was like 20 years old. And I like, I knew what I was doing, but now I'm like, oh gosh, somebody left their newborn with me when I was like (laughs) young. Um, And then I finished school and thought I needed to go get a real job, you know, whatever that is. And I hated it. And so then I went back into nannying in full force since then. Um, so over, over 20, 25 years of experience of caring Whoa. for kids. Yeah. That's a lot of experiences. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I know when we first started talking, you were not in Atlanta. You were in, I want to say Athens. In Macon. Macon. Why would I say Athens? Okay. So you were in Macon and you were working for a family as a full-time nanny and you guys all kind of moved to the metro area here in Atlanta. Um, What made it, did you know that you wanted to move to Atlanta regardless or did you mostly move for your nanny family? So I've always been a traveler. Um, so I, I love to move. I love to try new things and I had no idea I would ever live in Atlanta. Um, so I worked for them for, um, a little over a year and just really love that family. And that was in the height of COVID and everything. And so my husband was working from home. He had a remote position and they just came to us and said, we're moving to Atlanta. And it was easier for me to say, let's go to, than to find a new family. <laughs> so I was like, let's try something new. He was still working remote and I just followed with them and it, it was, it was awesome. It was a great transition. I'm so glad you guys came up mm-hmm. here. We love Selfishly. it. We love it. Love yeah, it. I love that. Okay. So the main thing that I wanted to talk about today was you recently uh, transitioned from full-time nanny to a nanny house manager. Yes. Um, and I want to hear about that. I want to hear what made you 
seek out that sort of position and sort of what it's like now? Yeah. So when I was looking for uh, changing jobs, changing families, I was working with the family that I moved up here for and the kids were going to start going to school some. And so I still needed full-time hours and they didn't need somebody full-time. So um, that's when I started looking for jobs and I saw that some of the really nice paying jobs had a lot more responsibility, obviously. And I was like, why not? You know, let's, let's see what this is. And I honestly didn't think that I could do it. Um, I am not, I, I am more creative and fun and out of the house and all. I am not super organized, but in, in my brain, I was like, I can't, that's too much. That's, that's too big of a job for me. But everybody around me, even families that I had nannied for in the past, were like, Amanda, you can totally do this. If you do this anyway, you might as well just that be your job title and get paid for it. So I took a chance. I was scared. And yes, I, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. It, I'm good at it. I don't have to, you know, be super organized on my computer and, and like have files. And, you know, I don't have to be what I would say organized is because I am to an extent um, but it was it it was overwhelming at first thing I can't do that that's a huge job but I'm already doing it and I just kind of fell into it it was really awesome yeah when I see those jobs I feel like I have the same thought process of like nope that seems like way too much on top yeah. of um, trying to be a nanny but like watching you transition into it now I feel like I could do it. Um, I love how you sometimes will chronicle your whole day and what that looks like um, as a house manager because you don't spend your entire day like in the trenches with the kiddos. Um, but I wonder what that's like for you coming from being super, super close to your kiddos and spending like your basically your whole shift with them to now doing management. What's it like connecting with the kids in this scenario? Yeah, so they, um, the ages that I have now are 10, 7, and 2, which the 10 and 7-year-old are a little bit older than I typically have cared for in the past. Um, I'm usually a toddler nanny, but it's been really fun. I get to connect with them after they get home from school, um, and then it's kind of like go, 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 go. So I have to have like the beginning of my day. I have to have like all that stuff done and like clear-minded, like get it out because when the kids come home, it's just like, whew. We got homework, we got activities, we got dinner, we got everything. But there are days I find myself when they're out of school or like just the other day the toddler was out of school and the other two were still in school. And I was like, I took him to a dinosaur uh, event and it was so fun. I got to snuggle him when it's just me and him, like he'll really connect with me. Um, and, and we just had a blast. And so things like small moments like that really fill my cup, whereas like, Monday through Friday, mostly during the school year, we have just a little bit of time each day to connect um, while riding to activities or when they help me cook dinner or something like that. Yeah, I love that. So do you feel like you're a little more balanced in a position like this than just all out, all baby oriented? Yeah, that's a good way to say it because I remember days with two under two and I was just like, ah, 
and you're like, you know, <laughs> where's nap time when they both fall asleep at the same time and you're just like, you have a minute to regroup. Whereas I have that during the day before they get home from school. I have time to, you know, sort things out in the home and with myself um, so that I'm ready whenever they like step in the door and we're like, go, go, go. Yeah. So what, what are your like typical hours then if you're there before they get out of school? Yeah. So I work 11 to seven and from 11 to three, I take care of things around the house. So, um, that's like, we have new projects. We just got a shelving thing built in the, the mud room and we're getting some shelves built in a different closet. So I've kind of helped work through that and set contractors up for that. But then I also make the beds and do the laundry and um, make the kids lunch and all of that. And so I do that while they're at school. And then when they come home, we either do activities or we do homework or I have, they help me cook dinner. Um, and kind of just hang out with them and make sure their needs are met from about three to seven. I love those hours. <laughs> I, I am a slow morning person and it is, it is so good. But when I come home, it's, and I have about a 35 minute drive. Um, but when I come home, I'm just, I'm gone. Like I have nothing else to give, but I do love my slow mornings. Yeah. And especially with doing house management too, like you, it's like you worked two jobs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you've done the domestic thing. You've done the connecting. And then, yeah, it's understandable that you're like absolutely donezo yeah. <laughs> when you get home Yeah. at the end of the day. So it's, you work typically about 40 hours a week, right? Yeah. And sometimes uh, they'll, I'll stay late for, you know, extra babysitting things or help on on the weekends. But most of the time it's just typical 40 hours a week. Yeah, that's that sounds perfect. Mm -hmm. It's good. I, love I wonder, it. are there any challenges to doing more house management um, that you've encountered? So some of the challenges, you got to hype yourself up for some of that kind of stuff because I don't love doing laundry. Laundry is the last thing that I want to do. I'd love to hire somebody to do laundry for my job, like, but that's part of it. And there's so many other good things about it that. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And the parents that I work for are so good at helping me. Like one of the things was I, I noticed in, when I was doing laundry that all of the clothes were inside out. And I was like, this is taking me double the amount of time to do. So I brought that to their attention and they're like, oh, we'll just have the kids help you with that. And so when they take their clothes off, they need to make sure that they're the right side out. So then when they go through the wash, you don't have to do that before you put it away that's saved a ton of time. And so having a family that wants to know your challenges and then help you work through them is huge. And I've got a great one. That is huge. What yeah. made you decide on this family? Like in the process, was it their parenting style? Was it just the job itself? Was it their vibe? Yeah, it was a lot of that. Um, they were the only ones that I interviewed with when I was looking. And um, so a couple of things I loved. I love the area that they're in. They're north of the city. I don't really want to fight with traffic in the city. And so I loved that. They were super warm and welcoming. Um, just, I don't, I don't know. We really like connected. And then also 
past families that I had nanny for, they were also um, Egyptian families, and then this one was too. And so I felt like we really connected, and we really kind of knew the culture of their house and like how everything. It, it was really cool. We connected in that way, and so. I don't know, by the end of the interview, they were like, we love you. And then we went through an agency. So they were like, we have to get back with her. But I mean, I had an offer in my hand by the end of the night. Oh, that's amazing. It, it was really it sounds fast. like it was so meant to be. It was oh really goodness. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So in hindsight, what were some of the skills that you picked up along the way as a nanny that you feel like have really helped you? transition into house management oh gosh um I don't know I I think on the reason why I didn't think that I would be good at it is because my past few jobs have been diapers and bottles and this and that but also the other side of me like not nanny Amanda is taking care of things that pop up like with with our own life and it's just doing that for somebody else's life. I can pay bills, I can set up appointments, I can organize closets, I can do all of this stuff, even though I haven't been doing it at a previous position, we still know how to do it. And we might not be like the home edit or whatever, but we still know how to Pinterest and Google and research things to figure out an answer. So I think a lot of us have a house management like in us, we just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the beautiful thing about house management in comparison to strictly being a nanny is that like taking care of kids takes a special set of skills. <laughs> it takes, you know, a specific type of experience. But house management, I mean, we all ideally are managing to some degree our own household, right. like you said. So it's just like taking the initiative to do that for someone else and getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think one of the things that is really helpful for me is the family that I work for. You know, whenever you have a close connection like that and you can go to them and ask them and they're on your side, they want to help you succeed and help everything run smoothly. Um, but we we really are, we're good. We're a good team. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are there any boundaries that um, have to be in place with house management? Are there any like tasks that are too far that you won't take on? Like how do you decide what you're going to do on like a weekly basis? Okay. So we meet every Monday. Um, when I come in at 11, we meet sometime 1130 or something like that and talk about what the week looks like uh, as far as like shuffling kids around and homework and stuff. But then we're like, okay, in the extra time that you have, what else can you, like, what can we work on? And um, so we just kind of look at what's, what's been done, what needs to be done, and um, what season we're in, like with Christmas lights being hung or Halloween decorations being put out. Um, I don't know. I haven't been asked to do anything that I felt was too hard or I didn't want to do. Um, and they're really good about saying, oh, no, I'll take care of that. You don't need to do that. Um, even with with the kiddos, um, these guys are really hands-on and they'll really help. And sometimes when we have some pushback from kiddos, they're in, and if you're there, if you're the only one there and like disciplining and all of that, like it's all, it feels like it's all on our shoulders. But with older kids, 
they're asking me like, you know what, you can give the kid an option. If they choose to not decide to go to their sport or whatever, then we'll talk to them whenever we get home. So I feel like I don't have to fight too much in that degree too. Um, and so it's like the same with my house management role. They're, they're really not asking me to do anything that they won't do. It's just kind of like relieving some of the tasks off of their shoulders. And so everything seems to be pretty easy, pretty manageable for us. That, um, what you just said about not having to go back and forth with the older kids. <laughs> I feel like that's huge because I'm afraid of older kids. Like actually afraid. <laughs> My oldest right now is six and I could not imagine him being much older and how much more strong-willed he's going to become. So I like that they, you know, allow you that grace and then they will deal with whatever yeah. happens after the fact because I could like, you know, older kids be like, no, I don't want to. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's hard for me because I'm used to, you know, toddlers, you know, mm -hmm. you know, they're just, I don't know. And so I'm like, come on, we're having to convince them to do things and saying things differently. And, and with this family, they're just like, we'll just talk to her about it later. You know, we'll just handle that's it later. Funny. You know, so don't, don't let it like work you up and make your day bad because something's not going right. And I'm so not used to that, but it's been, it's been really neat. No, that's amazing. This is really inspiring me a little bit. <laughs> I think we all have it. And it's really, it, I'm, I'm serious when I say I didn't think that I could, there were so many things that I was nervous about. Older kids, house management, all these things like it, and it was really intimidating. Um, they're, they're like, not small, but they're business owners. And I felt like it was a super professional. And, you know, most of the parents that we work for have jobs like that. Doctors, lawyers, all those things. Um, and so I was a little intimidated. But as soon as I met them and within like the first week, I was like, this is good. I've got yeah. a good spot. That's dope. So it sounds like with this schedule... And this balance, it gives you back some time yeah. <laughs> to do other things. And I know that you kind of run a business yourself. You got a side hustle thing yeah. going. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have been using essential oils for the last seven years. And I love teaching about it. I teach about it on Instagram. And before COVID, we did a lot of in-person events and just getting oils on people and showing how they can help support different areas in your life and struggles. And um, yeah, and so I've, I bring that to the table too as a nanny. And I don't like, <laughs> I don't come in with my Mary Poppins bag full of oils, but I kind of do. Like I have some with me and then if something comes up, um, with the kiddos, I use it with them, and most of the families that I've been with have been on board with that. Um, so yeah, I do that. I have time in the mornings to work on that business, and then kind of do it on the weekends as well. Yeah, and y'all, Amanda really knows her stuff. Like, you can tell her what is challenging you or what you're struggling with. I mean, it could be as simple as like, you know the lemon drops in the bottom of the trash can um it could be you know what oils you should diffuse 
to kind of help calm the whole household. Yes. Um, I have started using oils just for myself, honestly, <laughs> to get through the day because I find that a lot of times when I am struggling to function to help my kiddos, and I think it's them, it's really me who's not regulated mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I normally like need to get myself together. So I think um, essential oils are such a good tool and very, you know, subtle. It doesn't take a lot. Um, it's not like you have to go to the gym for an hour. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I actually don't, I don't think I've ever utilized oils for my kiddos though. Yeah. At work. Well, you know, taking, like you said, taking care of ourselves because we're, we're giving so much during the day. And so then our energy is depleted or we get frustrated and overwhelmed at these tiny people that don't want to listen right now. And so helping regulate your emotions and all of that can help with them too. But, you know, setting up a diffuser is going to help everybody in the room or rubbing a little bit of something to calm them down on the back of their neck. It's like, just help settle a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have sniffles, we have um, bonks on our head, we have bruises, we all kinds of things happen. And it might not make it go away right away, but it can help soothe an emotion when you bring something to your kid, like, and they're in this like heightened state of like frustration or whatever, they've fallen and scraped their knee. And you bring just like something to help ease the boo-boo like it's like a band-aid whatever you know and but they actually do calm the emotions at the same time so I mean the other day my girl put I don't know why of all the places on her body she put a band-aid on her eyebrow and I was like dude when you pull that off that's gonna hurt like let's let's not do our eyebrow next time but I had lemon essential oil at the house and all I did was coat the band-aid with the lemon oil and it peeled off and it did not pull her hair that kind amazing. of thing like and so she that was so many levels of like she trusts me I put that on her and I helped she was terrified that the band-aid was gonna pull her eyebrow off and so then like we had that connection too through that like just listen I've got something that might be able to help you like just trust me for a minute and then it did and it didn't hurt I mean you know burning them and whether they burn themselves on a curling iron or in the kitchen or something putting some lavender on that and then not getting a blister the following days like yeah everybody needs oils with especially with kids yeah and I even wonder if there's like a couple that you would recommend because like I know that like in the morning sometimes I need help waking up or I need motivation and maybe shouldn't have four cups of coffee and in the same vein, in the evenings when I get home, sometimes I need some help decompressing and coming down, you know, from the height of the day. So are there any like a couple oils you would recommend just like if someone doesn't have much experience with them to get? Yeah. So some of the ones that I use the most at work are, um, like I said, like lemon, lavender. We have um, an oil for like lung support. So um, it's like eucalyptus peppermint blend. That one's really good. And even like the oils that I use, they come in like easy, convenient sticks. So it's kind of like a, a vapor rub stick that I put on the kiddo's chest, things like that. Um, and then germs. Oh my gosh, you know, 
they're they're germy germy little people and so one of the oils that we have on guard I use to clean the doorknobs or like a surface cleaner in the house and just diffuse that one to kind of clean the air because especially during this season they bring home all kinds of things that is so smart I didn't think about it like the doorknobs and I mean we lice all them but obviously oils are a little more kind to the yeah. human body and it like <laughs> it depends on the the family too and i use a lot of these things for my personals for myself but then when i'm also at work and i'm i've got my hands in their clorox wipes and this kind of thing you know so it's like i have to make these changes and do these things for myself as well and my family's also open to whatever's going to make your life easier or whatever you want like we can do that too and so I bring some of these things and use like a natural cleaner to clean the counters and um, it, it's, I like it because I'm in their house like more than I am in mine, you know, and so uh, bringing some of these things there has been really helpful. Isn't that wild how we spend more time in someone else's house mm-hmm. than yeah. our own? <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time. I always think about it like I, my partner and I bought a house in 2020 and I've spent way more time at work than I have at home, you know, enjoying my house, but also like cleaning my house, fixing up my house, all that good stuff. So, um, it sounds like you, do you get up in the morning and like manage your own household before work or do you (laughs) save it for the weekend? Uh, it depends. A lot of it's saved for the weekends because sometimes I just need some time in the morning to just sit on the couch and do whatever um, for my business or just have some quiet time. Um, You know, I love to go to the coffee shop on the river. That's my favorite thing. That's like some of my self-care. So I'll try to squeeze that in one morning. So sometimes the house stuff has to save until the weekend. But that's what works for us. And I feel like I'm in a better mood when I can like tackle it all at once and like get it cleaned up on the weekends. but also, we've also talked about getting some help for us, too. So, researching some cleaning help here and there, and just so I don't have to think about it, you know. Yeah, because I was going to ask, do you experience decision fatigue? Because you have to be so <laughs> proactive with those things at work, you know? Yeah, that is. And then coming home, I could imagine you're just like, I don't want to think about anything else. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I'm like sitting on the couch and I'm a blob but then I was like okay it's time it's time to make a list and get things done and a lot of that does happen on the weekends you're so funny we were just talking about this earlier you don't really blob much (laughs) I don't know how (laughs) which I think like that I don't know these certain traits about me make me good at what I do at work Mm -hmm. um because if I just had to sit, I tried sitting at a desk all day and that was not for me. I have to get up and move and I need something different every day and I don't know how to rest. But then I I do, like I make time. So like yesterday I did my nails. That's all I did. (laughs) And it was a good day. I'm so proud of you. It was a good day. So proud of you (laughs) for having a day of nothing. Um, Wow. We may have really actually created a a short episode <laughs> of this podcast I for what I do hope that more nannies look into other avenues of nannying like house management like hybrid positions mm-hmm. where you have kiddos some of the time but some of the time 
you don't <laughs> yeah and you still have a full job a full paycheck um yeah I love it the opportunities are out there and coming to Atlanta was a huge step in that I don't really know how much of that was in Macon where we were um but mm -hmm. now that I've moved up here and seen what's available and there's families that need help and there's families willing to pay for it and there are nice kind warm welcoming families um and it's it's been beautiful yeah I'm definitely seeing a lot more house management positions advertised and a lot more families who like you said are absolutely willing <laughs> to outsource some of the extra mm -hmm. responsibilities so they can have more time as a family which yep. is a beautiful thing you know yep. Yep, I love it. I love it too. Well, thank you, sis, <laughs> for coming and talking to us about some of your experiences. Yeah. Um, do you want to share your social media handle where they can find you? Yeah, so it's just my name. It's it's ITS Amanda Calden. So last name is C-A-L-D-O-N. Yay. And on Instagram, she does really, really good, like, day in the life story adventures <laughs> she gives really good tips for using essential oils sometimes links for getting essential oils so you definitely want to follow my friend thank you and um yeah thank you for talking to me friend yeah, it was i appreciate fun. you if you guys want to keep up with me i'm at a nanny's life on all the socials uh but mainly instagram and I hope y'all take care of yourselves till we come back next time. See y'all. Wow, that was weird.